chapter of the um, of the book of Acts, Acts chapter um, two. We were right there. Uh, tonight we might uh, get back to looking into uh, these precious words, these wonderful words that the Lord has given us. Amen. And Acts is a wonderful, the Acts of the of the apostles. This was a uh, this was the early church when the church uh, started on the day of Pentecost. Remember we. We touched that this morning, and a nation uh, was born in a day. See, that was a holy nation, a righteous nation, a peculiar, a peculiar, peculiar people, zealous of good work. Remember, Peter. Peter spoke of that. That um, in what? Where is it? Uh, royal pri- priesthood. Uh, help me, royal priesthoods holy nation, and uh, peculiar people. See, uh, this, uh, uh, what scripture is that? Yeah, uh, that was born. I know we were a chosen generation, okay? A royal priesthood, but there's another one. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. What does it say? I was right there. Yes, um, uh, Peter, the same Peter that spoke there, and listen, the same Peter that spoke in Acts uh, chapter 2 as a wonderful word for us um, over here in um, the first, uh, um, second Peter chapter, um, I mean, first Peter, okay, chapter 2, verse, uh, started verse 9, says that, um, uh, we are a chosen uh, generation, uh, a royal, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of Him who had called you out of darkness into where, into what, His marvelous light. That's the. What is the marvelous light? What is the marvelous light of um, of God? Jesus Christ is that light, his word. God has called us out of darkness. We we who were sometimes darkness, we're, we're Gentiles. Uh, remember, we're Gentiles and we, we were in darkness. The people that sat in darkness have seen a great light. Whenever the Holy Ghost comes to you, whenever the word comes, of God comes to you, you're seeing the light. The people that sat in darkness, he calls us out of darkness, a chosen generation. Isn't that amazing? See, there's a, <coughs> we are, excuse me, a chosen <coughs> generation. And we, uh, we belong to the Lord, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. See, a peculiar people that we should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. But look at verse 10 now. Said which in times past. All right. In times past. Times past. What happened? In times past were not a people. Okay. Doesn't mean you weren't a human being. But we were not the people of God. 
we came from a race, the Gentiles, that we were not the people of God. In times past, we were not the people of God. See, so God had to do a new creation, a recreation. Amen? See, we're in times past. Uh, uh, it says that uh, we were not, uh, what, a people? Which in times past were not a people. But now, who are we now? The people of God. So something happened. You get that, Marina? Something happened. In times past, we, we were not a people. Okay, we were not, um, uh, our children of God belongs to the covenant, the commonwealth of, uh, of God, of heaven. We were not citizens. We were aliens, uh, strangers. You remember the sheet that was let down? Four-footed uh, uh, beasts, wild beasts, creeping things. Uh, and Peter said, not so, Lord. When he heard a voice, arise, Peter, kill and eat. Not so, Lord. I've never eaten anything common or unclean. Uh, we were, the Lord was showing him, okay, what was going to be done among the Gentiles. And how God would visit the Gentiles, that's you and I, to take out of the Gentiles a people for his name. So uh, here we are tonight. See, we are evidence that the word of God is true. He has visited the Gentile nations. And when we heard the word of God, we accepted Jesus as our savior. Gentiles. Um, wild. Okay. Uh, we did not love God. We uh, did not come from the lineage of, uh, from a righteous lineage. But uh, we were strangers. See, we were aliens, strangers from the covenant of, um, of God. See, but, but God, Ephesians 2 tells us. Remember, uh, if you hold your finger right here, bring me back and go to the second chapter of, of Ephesians. This, but God. <laughs> okay, Ephesians chapter 2. And it says, but God, who, uh, it tells us who we were. Yes, it tells us who we were. Now, it says we were dead in trespasses and sins, right? So he quickened us. How did he quicken us? How did he quicken us? By the Holy Ghost. He raised us, quickened meaning he raised you up. We were dead in trespasses and sin. And he raised us up. He actually lifted up us out of that creation. Okay? He raised us up out of death. As in Adam all died. And uh, he placed us in Christ's life. He took us out of death and placed us into life. See, uh, and you at the quicken who were dead in trespasses and sins. So you were dead. Okay. You were dead spiritually. And verse, uh, it goes on. It says, where in times past you walk according to the course of this world. According to the. Prince, all right. Now, no, no. Notice there's a prince, okay. According to the prince of the power of the air. Now, now this is not Adam, okay, and this is not the flesh, okay. The flesh is not the prince, or you call it, or you think what this is, but 
Yeah, it's up to you to decide what you think this is. Put your interpretation. And you can say that um, this was uh, the flesh, the mind of the flesh and all that. Or you can spin. But this is not the flesh. Every common sense tells you that. That um, uh, Adam lived uh, uh, 900 and what was it? Uh, 60 years or something like that. He didn't live as long as Methuselah. And then he died. Okay? And he brought his race down. But Christ came and raised us up out of the first Adam. So here he said um, uh, uh, to the, prin the prince of the power of the air. The spirit. The what? So there's a spirit. Okay? There's a spirit. Yes, there is a spirit, not flesh. The spirit. Okay? The spirit. Yes, I know there's a lot of demons around, evil spirits, okay? But is there a spirit that this scripture is talking about that we belong to before? Okay, God deliver us from him, okay? It says that the prince, uh, we walk, we're in times past, we lived or walk according to the course of, the wor of this world, according to the prince, my, that's powerful. The prince, okay, of the power of the air. Adam was never a prince of the power of the air. He was, he was, uh, he, 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 he possessed the garden of Eden. Okay, but he was not a prince of the power of his air. That was not given to Adam. But there was another being that was the prince of the power of the air. Amen. The spirit. Okay, see it's a spirit. That now. Adam is dead and gone long ago. He said, but his nature is here. Yes. But in Adam all died. Christ came and crucified that nature. Okay. But there's a spirit. That's working in the air. Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh and have nothing in me. That wasn't Adam in the garden. That was a. Uh, Supernatural being. Okay. That was a supernatural being. And is the prince of the power of the air. The spirit. That now. Right now. Work it. Right now. Work it in the children. Of disobedience. So when you don't obey the word of God. And. Uh, you, um, you. 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 You go in uh, opposition to the word of God. You let that spirit takes over you. All right, here's the here's the um, the carnal nature. What do you do with the carnal nature? You mortify, you crucify the flesh. Yes, you crucify the flesh. Amen. By the process of a sanctification, you go through mortification, the, the destroying the works of the flesh. But you cannot crucify a spirit. You have to overcome that spirit. And they overcame him. By the blood of the lamb. You cast him out. You cast out the spirit. But you cannot cast out the flesh. You have to overcome the flesh. And yes the flesh. Is a terrible thing because. It's, it's also an enemy of God. See. But uh, you take on the wrong spirit. You let the wrong spirit. Work in you. See, they are evil spirits. They are demonic spirits. There is an unseen world. It's called, uh, they are called principalities and powers. 
They're, they're high, some of them in high command in Daniel. They were so high that they stopped, um, one of them, was it stopped uh, Gabriel? For how long? 21 days? And Daniel, uh, 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 Gabriel could not get the message through to Daniel. They're powerful being the prince of the powers of the air. The spirit, not the flesh. See, there's a different body, soul, and spirit. Okay, you have the flesh. They, uh, there are three enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil, right? Yeah, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And uh, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father, that's Jesus Christ. The love of the Father is not in him. See, so you don't love the world. You overcome the world. Okay? Love not the world, not neither the things that are in the world. See, your flesh, you have to um, um, modify the deeds of the, of the body. You have to crucify it. Amen? And uh, where you get to the place that you don't want to do those anymore. You say no to the flesh. That's crucifying. In other words, denying the flesh. The flesh wants it, but you don't give it. You don't feed it because that's wrong. See, you don't violate the word of God. And then um, we talk about the, 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 you have the flesh and then uh, uh, this, the, this soul. Uh, you have body, soul, and spirit. Body, uh, soul, and, and spirit. Okay, God breathed into the bread of, into the nostril and man became a living soul. See, a soul, a soul came from God. And well, of course, through your father. Okay, because there were 70 souls in the loins of Jacob. They came out of the loins of Jacob that went down to Egypt. Souls. Okay, but, uh, but the soul came from God. The body made by God. And your spirit. See, God breathed into man the bread of life. Okay, that, that the spirit, God breathed into you. Okay, your spirit breathed into. So when that fell, that went dormant. That could not communicate anymore with God. What did God has to do? That lay dormant and it became uh, enmity against God until Christ came. Well, when Jesus Christ came, what did he do? He resurrected that spirit. You at the quickened. See, that's what he did. That's what the Holy Ghost does. It resurrects your spirit. You who were sometimes darkness, you who were dead in trespasses and sin. When God sit on top of those 120, when the God sit on top of you, and that Holy Ghost enter into your tongue, God enter into your tongue, into your heart, it quickens you. That means you're resurrect, he raised you up out of Adam, and he placed you into Christ. As, and as newborn babes, he, play, he placed you. That's a new creation. Amen? At verse, uh, uh, chapter 2, and um, it says that verse, Among whom also, three, we all had our lifestyle, living, conversation in times past. But just like you are no different, okay? Uh, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others said, uh, you couldn't you couldn't separate them. You couldn't separate us. You see us out there before salvation, before the Holy Ghost, we're just the same. 
you couldn't say, well, look, uh, that's a child of God. No, no. We are all just the same. Act and laugh and carry on the same way. There was no difference until Jesus Christ came. Till Christ rescue us. Till Christ deliver us. Amen. You didn't want to go to church. You didn't want to serve God. You didn't want to give up the things that you have given up. Amen. You didn't want to overcome them. But now. Now. There's a change. There's a difference. Now. You are born again. You are born not of corruptible things such as silver and gold. But of the word of God. The word of almighty God. So we were for. Where we were fulfilling the desires of the um, of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And uh, when your flesh wants it, you go after it. <laughs> you wake up in the night and go get it. See, uh, and we're by nature. See the nature. See who are we? The children of God. We are the same nature. All of us out there. Every man you see walk on the street. Has got a human, Adamic nature. See, every one of us. We have, when Christ came, then God began to work on that nature to give us a new nature. Amen. Said, uh, we, we were, uh, said, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others, but God. But, but, see that word? But God, but who? Not you, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but God. Who did it? Why are you sitting here tonight? Yeah? Why are you loving God tonight? Why are you praying tonight? It's not because you're righteous. It's because of God. But God. God is on your side. God is out to save you. Salvation is of the Lord. God is working on your behalf. If you ever understand what it means. But God. Amen. See. It tells you who we were. Uh, dark. Ignorance. Violent. Sinners, or conversation, or lifestyle, or lifestyle, but God, look at you now, uh, look at you now, what a difference it makes, but God, change your song, change your conversation, change your, um, your way of thinking, uh, things that you did not love, now you love them, but God, who is rich, for his great love, wherein he Loved us. Oh what a love. It goes on says. Even when we were dead. In sin. Dead in what? So you were dead in sin. But now when Christ came. When God comes. You become alive. In Christ to righteousness. Even when you were dead. Even when we were dead in sins. Ah. Uh, you didn't do it by yourself. You didn't lift yourself up. You couldn't get out of the mire and the clay. You couldn't get out of the sin. Nobody could lift themselves up. Why do, why, why do you think that you didn't come to church earlier? When I say earlier, I mean get saved. Because you didn't even know. You didn't even know you, were, you need to be saved, many of us. See, even when we were dead. See, in sin, the dead man doesn't know that he's dead. We said, I'd quicken us. Together, see that? Together, join together with Christ, though you weren't even born yet. But the work was done through Jesus Christ. Quicken us together with Christ by grace. Are you saved through faith? See, grace saves us through faith. You know that. Verse 6 says, 
And what did he do? Read that out. And it raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly where? In heavenly places. Right now you are in heavenly places. See the church is a heavenly place and you are seated in Christ Jesus. Is 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 because the Lord uh, built a church in the earth. Remember before there was no church. There was no church. You had the body of Moses but uh, there was no church. Yes, you had a temple, but there was no church. But when Christ built the church, um, started the church started on the day of Pentecost. And then when he, uh, he appeared to the church in many different forms. And in Revelation, it tells you um, from Jesus Christ, John to the seven churches, right? The seven churches which are in Asia, grace, mercy, and peace be to you. And so on. That was uh, Christ appearing to the church. And he's still appearing. You could feel his presence here. He's still appearing. And it raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Do you know? Uh, you don't have to. You're sitting now. Seated in Christ Jesus. That means you're resting. While you're moving forward. You're resting. Seated in Christ Jesus. Doesn't only mean that you sit down like that. But you're, you'll become a permanent part of the house of God, of the church of God, seated. You know when a person is taking a chair? That means they relax, they feel welcome, they're at home. And when you arrive uh, in the body of Jesus Christ, you are at home. God welcomes you. Amen? You're not a prodigal son anymore, but you're that uh, son that has returned. Amen? You're not out there wandering anymore. Said... Uh, and it raised us up. I like this. Raise up. It's a resurrection. He quickens you. He raised us up out of the first Adam into the second and made us sit together in heavenly. Are you with me now? You know what that heavenly places means? Eh? All of that blessing that God gives you. Uh, salvation. Deliverance. Healing. Uh, come on now. That uh, touching your tongue. Uh, uh, speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Uh, do you feel that? The cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ. Washing your garment and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. What do you think that is? Uh, all of the blessings that, that is in Christ Jesus. And that raised us up together. Uh, and made us sit. Where? Together in heavenly places. Amen. Uh, in Christ Jesus. Where are you seated? In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus tonight. Well, he said, I don't know where I am. No, you are in Christ Jesus. You're seated. Don't let nobody root you up. I said, come on over here. We'll plant you. Plant you where? You're already in Christ Jesus. <coughs> Amen. You're seated in heavenly places. Well, if I could only get to heaven, I'm going to. No, you're already. The Bible said, <coughs> when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That was a resurrection. And he raised you up. And he made you sit. Okay because you're not supposed to go anywhere else. Amen. You're seated in Christ Jesus. You've arrived. This is home for me. You who were strangers and aliens. But now you are fellow citizens. With the saints of God. You're no more strangers. Do you see yourself? You're no more a stranger. But God has given you a place at the table. He has given you a chair at the table. And you're seated in Christ Jesus. You're not a wanderer anymore. 
You're not an alien anymore. But I'd raise us up. God raised you up out of that dead. You were dead in trespasses and sin. Amen. And we were alien. And God is not a God of the dead. But God raised you up. Amen. God deliver you. He lift you up. And breathe life into you. What life? On the day of Pentecost. That was life that came to the church. That was life that came to the body. Jesus formed a body for three and a half years. But there was no Holy Ghost life. See, but then he breathed on them. Said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And then he said, tarry in Jerusalem. Until you be endued with power from an eye. And then they went in the upper room for 40 days and night. And they were there confessing, repenting, uh, uh, talking and uh, discussing the scripture. And so, and suddenly we had it this morning. There came a sound. A mighty sound. No sound was ever like that. A sound from heaven. Amen. And what happened? Uh, that sound, it rests upon them. And then uh, cloven tongues appeared unto them. And they began to speak God's language. A heavenly language. That's what happened to you when you accept Christ. As your Savior and the Holy Ghost come. Your tongue is changed. Your language is changed. God supernaturally placed a word in your mouth from God. Amen. He does that. And then you continue from then on speaking that word. You speak that word with power and authority. Amen. You speak the word of God because it's in your tongue. And the Bible tells us, don't say who shall ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down or go over the seas. Well, if I was in another church someplace, then I would know. He said, what should you say? The word of God is nigh me. Amen. You could feel it. Nigh. And where else? It gets closer in my mouth and in my heart. That's where the word of God is right now tonight. See, that was God's word coming in your heart. And they began to speak the word of God. And every language. Uh, they speak with tongues, speak with tongues as the Spirit gave what one. You ought to wake up. You ought to come on fire. As Sister Marina was saying. You ought to get God alive in your spirit. And begin to speak with tongues. It's yours. Heavenly language is yours. The Holy Ghost is yours. God I sent his son. And Jesus Christ said if I go away. I will come again. See I will send you the, the comforter. Which is the Holy Ghost. So Christ went away. But he said I'll not leave you comfortless. But I'll give you the Holy Ghost. Tonight we have a powerful force. We have the God. Uh, that creates the heaven and the earth. And God said, let there be, and there was. Amen? Amen. The, the, the empty space in your life. Amen? Those barren areas in our lives. Those dry places where no rain has ever fallen in your spirit. You know how? Dry, empty, and there's nothing bearing there. Uh, the desert cannot bloom. It's not blooming. But the Bible said that thou pour my spirit out. Upon you and the desert. That's your life. Empty, dry, stony. No, nothing could grow there. The desert would rejoice and blossom as a rose. Eh? Have you ever feel that uh, rain falling on you? Uh, that's the rain of the Holy Ghost. Have you ever feel that touch of God? That's the touch of the Holy Ghost. Have you ever hear something tell you? Look child, leave the world. Break the world out. Get your mind on God. Now is your chance. Have you ever felt that? Huh? Is there something in your heart ever says, come on, 
Let me reach out to Almighty God and lift my hands up to the God of heaven who give rain. Eh? The God of heaven that send rain. Uh, 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 the former and the latter rain as uh, Jeremiah tells us. The former and the latter rain. Uh, you let the rain of God rain upon your soul. Have you ever lift up your hands and ask God to bless you and reach out to heaven? Huh? Or you always just reach down to the earth for things, earthly things. Huh? But let the Holy Ghost touch you tonight. Let that spirit, let that spirit uh, touch you. He goes on, he says, and had raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7 says, why? What is the purpose of God? Do you see God as a purpose? Huh? <coughs> you think you're just saved. Why am I saved? You're just saved now <coughs> to inherit and to get a car or a watch or apartment or condo by the ocean. Is that all you're looking for? Or airplane? Is that all you're looking for? <coughs> Thank you. So it says, here's the purpose. Read it right there. That <coughs> in the ages to come, he... Let's go over it again. Now you see that word, that word ages. That means worlds to come. How many? Eternal. Eternal. So God's equipping you. This is very important what God's doing in your life tonight in the church. You don't think so. Okay. Now. You, you're not just going to take a flight out in space. But you're going to move on out in eternity. In ages to come. Even Paul couldn't tell you how many. Because it's world without end. That in the ages. To come. That means there's something to come. So what are you doing right now? What are you doing in church right now? Why did God raise you up and quicken you? And, and, and quicken your spirit? Because God is doing something. And you're, he's going to move us on out into the ages. I don't know. So God has to equip us. Right now. Okay. That in the ages to come. My. You're going for a long trip. Can you see that? That in the ages to come. He might show the exceeding. Riches. Of his grace in his kindness. Towards us through Jesus Christ. And I said oh wow. That's just too much. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm having a problem getting through Leviticus. I'm having a trouble getting through Exodus. Well, I tell you, you think that's all? Hmm? That's just an ABC of God. The, this book that you have is just an ABC right now. What do you think God is? The awesome mind of God where we shall know even as we are known. You understand that? How much we don't know about God. And you come to a church right here. And the devil fights. And the devil hinder you. Why is he hindering you? Because he wants to stop you. From moving forward. To the ages to come. In other words. The church is a qualifying place. You see. You, you, look at the, you look at the Olympics that's going on. They have to qualify. And then they have to move on. Right. Everybody knows that. And if they make a mistake, what happened? 
It doesn't matter who the names are. <coughs> They're disqualified. <coughs> so that's why we are being, uh, we're chosen. Okay, and we are not here to be disqualified. Okay, yeah, you've seen that. And if you make a false start or anything, violate the rules, you are disqualified. And I don't think they give you a second chance there. But here, look at what happened. You're being qualified. That in the ages to come. Think of it. How far that is. That's eternity. Endless. He might show. Notice what he's going to do. He's going to show you something. He might show the exceeding riches. Of his grace in his kindness towards us. Through Christ Jesus. So when I stand here. And I tell you that God loves you. And you shake your head and you say yes. I know. I haven't told you very much. But I'm, do, I'm doing the best I can. Because it's true God loves you. But I'm not able at this point to describe to you. Okay. The purpose of God. For raising us up out of. The first Adam out of darkness. Because he has a plan. To show us something. What is it? When you come up here and you speak in tongues and you shout and you praise the Lord. That's just a start because God has to. It's like a baby begin to say mama, daddy and so. Goo goo, baba. Start somewhere. That's all we're doing right now. But later on when that child grow up, that child is able to speak. And we're just learning to speak the language of God when you have Genesis and Exodus to Revelation. That's a small part of God that is preparing us and dressing us up that in the ages to come, you look beyond this. Somebody's going to say, oh, is that all God's doing? You haven't read your Bible, my friend. You're here because something coming up in the ages to come. God's going to show you something. Hmm? Have you ever gone into a heart museum or someplace? I'm just using what I know the best. And they begin to give you a tour. And when you go to the entrance and you say, and they say, come on, you'll see more. And you keep going forward and you begin to see. When you just, when you come to the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that's just the entrance into the fullness of God. And then you begin to go on out in the Lord. And begin to show you. The greatness. the exceeding, It says the exceeding riches. Of his grace. When God begins to turn over. He takes you into his treasure. <laughs> into his. Uh, into his storehouse. And he begins to give you a tour. Through that eternity. And it will take the ages. To begin to show you. His riches and his majesty. And his glory. So going to heaven is a smart part of God. When he said, I'm going to go to heaven. The bride is in heaven. Yes, but that's a small part of God. You, you will see during that seven years in heaven. Uh, whatever, that, that cannot, that's not enough time to show you. So God has got to build a kingdom and establish a kingdom. Then he began to show us that in the ages. So you better, when you read the Bible, and don't, don't talk, don't talk. Don't put it away because uh, 
Deuteronomy so hard. Uh, don't, don't put it away because when you go through numbers and uh, uh, that the trip through the wilderness, you know, that's a road trip. When you begin to go through numbers, you're taking a road trip through the wilderness. And don't just throw your Bible down. God, keep going. See? And when it's hard and, and so on, you're getting acquainted because you are the journey. You've got a long journey before you. Uh, how long do you think you'll be there for all eternity? And somebody said, I'm going to just drink milk and ice cream. No, that's not so. You're going to go on out into a knowledge of God where we will know more than, we will know more than Gabriel. You know that? We're supposed to know more than the angels where the angels will look and ask us for unto, unto the church is given uh, uh, the, uh, to know the manifold wisdom of God that through the church principalities and powers would would know the manifold wisdom of God. I'm telling about things that you're supposed to know. Okay? That's why you need to sit down and study the Bible now. It's not one verse. And here's the problem with the church. We take a verse or two here and there and we jump and shout and we say that's revival. Alright? If you think that's revival and that's a deep things of God, then you, you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because, uh, because God will sit us down. And Jesus Christ will sit us down and uh, tell you to get your book, get your Bible. And when uh, he was sat, his disciples came unto him and he opened his mouth and taught them saying. That's what we need, the word of God. The church need to get back to the word of God. See, it's alright to be shouting and drumping, you have to. Okay, let the children play. Okay, but then the, ch the children have to come home. And sit at the table with their homework. But the church won't want to do that. We've been saved 20, 30, 40 years. And we still want to just run and shout and jump and dance. And if you don't get it. Well it's not a revival. My revival is when I kick and shout. And that's okay. You can do that. Amen. You can do that. But sometimes you still have to sit down. And begin to get into the word of God. And, uh, and, and, and someone come over and said. Understand this thou. What the, the readers, someone has to come to you and say, children, have you got any meat? Huh? Have you got any meat? They come to the church and ask, have you got any meat? Strangers will ask, have you got any meat? And you've got to have a knowledge of the word of God. And say, yes, I've got something. Did you get any meat today? Did you get anything from God today? Huh? What did you get from the Lord today? Children, have you any meat? Is there any meat in that church. Is there any word of God in that church? And, and, and so on. The age, I'm looking forward to the ages to come. Huh? Don't get, don't get excited about the present. I said, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, go on. I don't want to continue. I'm tired. My friends, this is a journey that lasts forever. It lasts forever. That in the ages to come. Oh, you don't know. In the ages to come. He said to, um, he said to, uh, to Abraham, number the stars. Can you count the grain of the sand? No, he could not. But did you know God can tell every grain of sand? What kind of mind and mentality do we have? Huh? God numbered the very hair on your head. Everything about you and I, God knows. The breath you breathe, we breathe. He knows it. But we don't know. We don't know. So there's nothing about you that God doesn't know. But there's so much about God. That we don't know. But in the ages to come we shall know. 
even as we are known. We're going to know all these things. What a wonderful eternity. So eternity is not just drinking milk, okay, and running around by the, uh, by the beautiful sea. But it's to know God. And people don't want to read their Bibles now because, oh, it's so hard. I don't come to Bible study. I don't when you're not going to, in heaven, what do you think you're going to have? Huh? Well, I don't think so. We'll just be shouting and jumping, really. Uh, when you enter the presence of God, you think that uh, it's going to, if you, if you should go into the office of the president for a meeting, what do you think they do? Huh? They discuss important stuff. Ain't nobody running around. And if you get up and start jumping and kicking the benches, what do they think? Eh? They, 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 they think you're they call security because you're gone mad. They, do you get that? But we don't understand the dignity in the church that you get to a place in God that whether you jump or shout, you still love God. Hallelujah. See, uh, whether you, um, whether God slay you, and he does, but God only slay us to get that disobedient. And, uh, Yes, we jump and we run and we shout. Okay? Until God finally let you fall down and slip down in a chair and sit down. And then he begin to teach you. Okay? You have to know you have to know the way, the ways of God. That in the ages to come, he, God, might show the riches. My. He's going to display his riches. What riches? Did you know there's so many riches in this world that I cannot display? I cannot Explain it. And this is just a small part of God. That he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us. Through who? Through Jesus Christ. Verse 8. For by grace are you saved. Through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. For we are this powerful. For we are his workmanship. Verse 9 is it. Created. Look. See that now. We are his workmanship. Verse. Verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Created. Not in Adam. Because that that's there. So there's a new creation. Remember we talk about this new creation. Created. In Christ Jesus that begun on the day of Pentecost. Blood washed. Bought by the Holy Ghost. Uh, we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Unto what? Good works. So that was you were created for good works. Oh sure the devil sometimes come in and trip you up. But that's not the end. He's still working on you. Which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. So God has a program ordained from here as far as you can look. As far as you can see into eternity, your work is cut out for you. Amen. Amen. He said, I don't know what I'll be doing next week. No, but God knows. God knows. When I don't know if I'll be in heaven, God already put you on the road, the track. Don't let the devil fool you. Sing, used to sing a song, I'm on my way to heaven. Right? Now you, you're on your way to glory. Verse 11 says, Therefore, wherefore, remember that he be years old. Remember, can you remember who you were? 
It's okay to look back every once in a while. Have you ever passed that whole house where you were born? Hmm? And you look back. You'll never forget that. You go back and it's run down, torn down, or even broke down, but you said, this is the spot where I was born. Hmm? Wherefore, remember that he being in times past, in the flesh, past Gentiles in the flesh. See that, the flesh? So you've got to overcome that Gentile spirit. Who are called and circumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. 12. That at that time, notice I'm giving you a lesson. That at that time, first you got to know who you are. Because here you are way out in eternity. Look at me, all in eternity. And you can tell them, said, and you look back and said, I know where I came from. I was a Gentile, stranger, an alien. But look where I am now. A son of the living God. God changed me. <laughs> he changed me from a wild beast. Four-footed. He got you out of the sheet. Four-footed uh, beast. Crawling, creeping things. Aliens. Can you see the little aliens coming? And God made them fellow citizens. What a God. And took them to eternity. Eternity will be so glorious. You know you think it's just. You go up there and you. Dance and drink honey. You go there. You won't even have appetite for honey. You'll be so hungry for God. When you go there. And you see and hear. And you begin to see the jasper and the sardine stones. Flashing light. And the elders and the living creatures worshiping God. What are you going to do? You're going to ask for some milk? Or you'll fall down before God. And they cast their crowns. Huh? All the glory that you, oh, I'm first. Oh, I'm looking for promotion. You don't even look for the promotion. There's not one of those elders want to be promoted above anybody. But they all, they fall down before the throne of God and worship him that liveth forever and ever, which was and is and is to come. Past, present, future. Where did he come from? Eternity past. From everlasting to everlasting. Here we're passing through right now. We came from the past. He told John to, to uh, look at it, to show the church uh, the past, then the present. Where are we? Coming to the close of the church age. Huh? John is not here, and Paul is not here, but the word of God is here. And I'm showing you where we are right now. Those people that, when John spoke to them, they're gone. But look at you right now, seated right here. And you're hearing. Do you know we were like relay, relay runners? We've got the torch. Amen. And we're running towards the kingdom. We're running towards the second 
coming of Christ. Don't don't let nobody put out your torch. Did you, did you know that uh, it's the same flame, the same fire that they had four years ago? Mm? They don't they don't like take a match and light. They keep that fire burning. Am I right? The Olympic fire. Uh, they pre- preserve it. And they keep that. Now do you think that on the day of Pentecost. The fire that started. There was a fire. Of the Holy Ghost that started. And the torch is passed on. Uh, and who is going to carry. That torch. Into the arena. Uh, who is going to. Many runners. But who is going to take the torch. And carry the torch all the way. And light that eternal flame. Who's going to do that? If the Olympics can do that. Don't you think that dear God's got one or two or a few people. Hmm, that's going to carry the light when he says that you are the light of the world. You're burning. Don't let your light go out. Don't let nobody put your light out. Because you are a torch. Olympics. Running the race. That is set before you. Looking unto Jesus. Huh? Why? Don't let darkness come upon the earth. But as long as that torch is there. Somebody is holding it up. The devil come in to put it out. Try to blow it out. But the, char- the torch still burn. And you are lights. The Lord says. You are a, a light. A candle. That's set on a, a, a hill. A city. That's set on a hill which cannot ha- be hid. And here you are running, running through darkness, running from one country to another, one city to another. But you've got the light of the knowledge of the glory of God that's revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. And you're running towards the end, towards that goal. And let no one stop you and let no one take your crown. Amen. I think I've said enough. Amen. Sister, Sister Letty, why don't you come and put the polishing up here tonight? God bless you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a beautiful weekend. It all started from this morning. Absolutely beautiful. You know, can't, I just, um, I can't stop thanking the Lord for how precious he is to us saints. Just, you know, like I said, starting from this morning, the word that our sister gave and now come pastor and then sister Marina and just everyone has something to say that is powerful. Sister Rosie, um, Andre, and here we are this evening, um, pastor covering this beautiful message on who we are today and who we were. Um, but it's all his gift through his grace that we are saved. Um, I'm going to go back and read this scripture on Ephesians 2.10. For we are his worksmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. 
Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But but God, but God, I want you to go with me to real quick to Romans. But God in Romans 2.29, he knew, he says, 2.29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Praise God. Them he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things, saints? If God for us, who can be against us? Praise God. Hallelujah. Going back to, uh, again, Acts, um, where we, Ephesians, I'm sorry. Going back to Ephesians, where we left off. Praise God. You know, as... Pastor was just revealing all these things on who God is and who we are, the election. It's, it's huge, you know, uh, when we think about, you know, we sit there. I know I did. And, and it's a reminder, not for the bad, but to remind us where we come from and what he has done for us. He elected us. He saved us because we were predestined to be here. He had ordained for us to be here. It's, it's a beautiful selection. You know, uh, for me, I come from a third world country. I was born in Mexico, and I come from, you know, a poor area. And I know me and Rosie have had these conversations, and I've heard Pastor talk about this too because they also came from a poor area, very poor areas in their countries. And we, I've gone back to that country, and I've taken my kids back to that country because I wanted this for them to see where I come from. And as I walked that pavement, as I walked those places, as I, when I was a kid, I would ask myself, I would look around and say, I could still be here. Why me, Lord? Why did you choose me to get me out of this place? You know, and I felt so because he had a plan for me, obviously. I know that now. But it's the same today. There's times where we can't take things lightly. He selected you. You were selected from a pool of people. He selected us. He saw us so precious. He saw something in us that he called us by our name. He selected us. He, he did a work in us. He's still doing a work in us. You know, he, he's, he's cleansing us with his blood, and he's showing us the righteous path and everything that we do and everything that we say. And even when I think about when he was talking about, you know, who we were out in the world, you know, Fulfilling the things of the flesh, who we were. And even then, the Lord had a boundary for us. Even then, he had a boundary. He set a boundary and said, that's it. No more. From here on, no more. You're now mine. And he called us. He called you by your name and turned us around. And here we are sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Because it starts now. You know, it's beautiful how he, our pastor talks about, you know, he's from from everlasting to everlasting, who he is, 
And we think about, we've grown so much and to think, you know, when we think about the heavens and the kingdom to come, what it is that our place is going to be there. And we prepare ourselves for that, for that placement. It's not about, you know, it's, it's almost like it, it's kindergarten or pre-K stuff, uh, TK stuff when we think about milk and honey. It's almost a joke now to think, how could this big God milk and honey for eternity, please, and wings on your back? Come on. He's a big God. He created everything, the boundaries of the ocean. My goodness, I think milk and honey. I'm sorry, saints, but that's not who God is. God is greater. God is perfecting a kingdom, and he's made his selection, and he's preparing us because I can't even fathom what he has for us in the future. The preparation, when the, I can, I think about these things when the brightest, when you got those seven years of preparation to come back and establish that kingdom, whoo, we can go on and on. But this night, I just want to